It's funny because I'm usually on that side. I think this is the only time I've ever been on this side during a pod. Like, so you normally. This is my bad side, you know? I don't oh, like to. yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'll try to, you know. Fair enough. Yeah. We can switch. No, it's it's too late. It's just, the, you're the interviewer in this episode, Stephen. Yeah, okay. Articulate with Stephen Barrett. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Articulate with Stephen Barrett. Welcome. This is, I'm. This is like the fifth time. The fifth. Oh yeah, dude. Well, it's just funny because like we we have to check in with Stephen Barrett. We got at this to. point. It's like it's <laughs> the people want to know. People do like some people actually do really like recurring guests because like I I was doing no recurring guests for like probably the span of a year mm-hmm. and somebody's like, dude, get like somebody else back on. Like yeah, because it's like I think it's nice. Like I could see it being nice. Well, like as a as a fellow podcast listener, mm. I do like, you know, it's nice sometimes when there's like a guest that comes back on because then like you, I don't know, if you really liked them, then like it's it's kind of like a treat or like you get it, sometimes like I guess you kind of get an update on their life, but also like you're getting an update on like their perspective or like whatever yeah. is being talked about. Right, or, right, right. Yeah. Um. So I think. <laughs> You're doing a terrible job hosting. So today, (laughs) today we're here to talk about how many times Stephen Barrett has been on the podcast. Has been on the podcast. (laughs) And if you're, if you have a lot of time, wow, that'd be wild to like, like, I wonder what kind of like, not ego trip, but like what, like I, I would be interested. I would never do it, but like to go back. Like, speaking for myself, okay, I've been on four times. Right. Starting in, like, 2018. Yeah. So, like, it, or 2019, maybe. Uh, yeah, 2019. And it'd be funny to just, like, list, like, the just... Back to back to back. The, yeah, or, like, to see the growth or to see, like, the... Stages I don't know, that the you stages were in. that I was in or, like, the head spaces. Right. Because even, like, listening... I finally listened to the one that we did over the summer and even felt like I was, I feel like I'm in a different headspace than I was then, which like is, that's a good thing. thing. Yeah. And I think that's probably normal, but, Mm. um, yeah, like I, at one point when I did episode one Oh one, I did uh, an articulate review and it was like mm. looking back and like, I could have, I didn't re-listen to like all of the episodes, but just like all of the solo ones that I did. Okay. And, dude, it was bad. <laughs> it was not my favorite thing ever, if I'm being honest with you. There was, like, one that I still, like, hold with, that I stand yeah. with. But other than that, it was like, it was, I can't. You were like, I can't do this. This is kind of torture. Yeah, not, it wasn't my favorite yeah. thing to do, which is why I stopped doing the solo <laughs> episodes. Did you feel like, did you feel like, but, like, you had to have, like, listened back and been like, oh, well, I'm so much better at this now. And, like, I've... I've learned so much and I'm like, way, like, I don't know. It's kind of like from like an artist standpoint, you go back and you look at like your old work and you're like, wow, like I would do that totally different now. Yeah. Um, and you can like appreciate like the growth that you've gone through. Yeah. Um, I think it has just become like more of a structure thing and like structurally I would definitely just even like have more clear thoughts written out in like clear terms like having yeah. a clearer voice which i think happens as you age anyways like mm-hmm. and that's another thing i've realized since like even just writing a script and like i think your voice if you have a clear voice i mean it's what they talk about within stand-up is like everybody wants to hear your like perspective like what do you you bring specifically mm-hmm. to the stage or to a platform right that is unique and right. so it's like your voice so within writing i'm able to get that across like very clearly mm-hmm. which is like you know when i sent my script out you know yeah. people kind of related to it because right. it was like on my one of my most honest forms i think mm-hmm. that i'm able to um, is it because also you're able to refine it a little bit more because you can sit with it yeah, whereas yeah. like when you're talking it's like there's really no, i mean you could like dude yeah when cut, I re-edit and like whatever but like it is much more off you know off the top of your head obviously like 
it's yeah i mean i'm starting to realize that like after trying all of these different things that like writing is one of my most at least like naturally inclined forms because mm-hmm. like without even thinking i'll just like start looking up like on uh like a thesaurus like you know just different mm-hmm. words i'm like mm, that's not what i want like what so, exactly? yeah what exactly am i trying to say like, well that could be better it's just like that's not it's like something that i'm trying to get yeah what's your what's your process though like are you like because some people, it's like, all right, well, I'm just going to sit and I'm going to throw every single fucking idea down. I'm not going to worry about editing. I'm not going to worry about, like, punctuation. I'm just going to, like, I'm just going to go. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and then I'll go back and I'll refine it. Or yeah. are you more so, like, you know, you'll write that first paragraph and then you're going to reread that first paragraph no, and, like, no, edit it. No. No. Because, like, I mean, that's not how you think. Or that's not how I think, at right. least. You know what I mean? It's like I think in a like a, a string of ideas like it's very linear which i think most people can agree with so it's like yeah if i stop to go back and reread unless it's like something that i feel like i reached like an emotional peak in okay. like something um you know in a paragraph or something yeah. and it's like okay that was good i like that mm-hmm. let me go back and like you know try to figure out if it still feels the same reading it again but okay. that's because in that first initial writing you kind of like have, like I don't know if an adrenaline rush is like the right word, but you kind of yeah I get what you're yeah, saying. I mean, and then you're it's like, like in flow and you're right. just like in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. I get that. Sometimes when I, I don't write a ton anymore, but when I did, I would I would sometimes like do that method where it's just like put it all out. But sometimes like I would like if I really liked what I wrote, I would have to, I would go back and like reread it to like hype myself up and be like, okay, yeah, like I still got this. Like I all right, all right, here we go, here we go yeah. to like. I don't know, like, keep the momentum because I feel like sometimes I would, like, get halfway through writing whatever and I'd be like, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, that's part of, like, what happens, especially, like, for me, someone who smokes weed a lot, is, like, you you know, you kind of lose focus. Yeah, yeah. So it's, like, midway through, you could be like, I could go on this tangent for, like, the next paragraph. Right. Because of, like... Because of this specific thought I'm having right now. Yeah, exactly. But then, like, you get lost and you're like, wait what was I just writing about? And you like go, that's when you have to like go back and read and be like, Oh yeah, that's where I was. Going. That was the main point. And, this is the, and then now that you've thought about like the next few like tangents that like naturally come from that, you'd be yeah. like, okay, this is what I was trying to get at within those tangents mm-hmm. and bring it back to like and bring it back the to natural train of thought. The for sure. point. Yeah. Are you, do you like when you're writing? All right. So like for the first draft, like do you, okay. So do you smoke or like, do you drink? Like, for the for the rough draft and then you edit sober or is it like a like <laughs> you should definitely edit sober for yeah. sure no i mean uh with writing specifically because podcast editing is like different for sure that's fair yeah um but like yeah with writing specifically it's um i don't like to be on anything while i'm writing okay um but if it's like i say i set aside like two hours to write mm-hmm. and i'm like an hour in and it's like, okay, I could start having a drink now. And gotcha. it's like not going to really affect me before I reach the end of it. Okay. But and if you it, start with it, you feel like that's going to like... Well, I feel like I'm just going to get lost in the sauce. Lost in the sauce. Yeah, and like not want to yeah. keep writing. So you don't have like the lines of cocaine like lined up right, right next to the laptop. Well, I haven't tried that. But, you know, we don't know how that would go. You I'm know, sure it would be completely erratic. You could start a, you know, another bad habit yeah. if you want. Well, I've thought about this a lot because like, you know, I journal... I've journaled pretty frequently and regularly since 2019. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I have definitely journaled on most every drug you could probably, mm-hmm. like any accessible drug you could probably right. think of. Like get up in the morning, you know, read, do, drink your coffee, meditate, and then rail a line and, and then, then rail, journal. Yeah, and then go into it. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's curious to me. It's like, if I were to go back and read just like some of my journal entries, it's like, would I be able to tell if I was on anything or what I was on mm, when I was, like, reading okay. it. And, like, is my handwriting a little different on some yeah, of the stuff? And yeah, like, Have you seen that thing where it's, like, spiders and they give spiders drugs and, like, how their webs look differently on no. different uh, drugs? Yeah. Interesting. I, I don't know. I don't even know if it's, like, a real thing because, like... I don't know. I don't really like spiders, so I'm not really... <laughs> yeah, so much. yeah, not many people do, but... Uh, no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like kind of going back to it, I, I don't like to, to like mess around in different states, but like when it comes to like podcast editing, editing, it's like pretty much already fully formed, like as a medium. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I'm, especially if I'm just doing like, I've already done the audio editing and made sure that's always like the most important thing 
to yeah. me is that it sounds good. So if I'm just doing like the video editing, to me it's like already kind of like an autopilot thing. I've already listened to it like once through after audio editing. Right. Okay. So it's like right, I can you know, smoke and actually like kind of kind of have fun with this enjoy process it from like a different perspective, like a is, higher perspective. Yeah. Know? Is the is the video of the podcast sometimes slightly different than the audio version? Because like when you're editing the video, maybe like in the audio, you're like, oh, I'm going to cut out like this filler, or, like this, this and that. But then in like the video, it doesn't really work that way. So like is the video more like the a raw form of the interview? Um, no, if anything, no, the a- video, because I do the audio first. And yeah. so you have to with the audio, you can't. Um, you can't like uh, adjust anything or cut anything out because okay. you have to after it's edited you then have to sync it up with the video. Oh holy shit. Yeah, so it's like you don't want to mess with like the form that it's in Too at all. Too much. Okay. Yeah, because then it won't like match up like perfectly. So Gotcha. There will be parts where I'm listening to the audio and be like, "Okay, I could probably cut this part of the conversation out mm-hmm. because it's just not relevant or like right. I sound like an idiot." <laughs> or, fair like, enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah self-editing. Yeah, or like, you know, the ums and ands and stuff like that. Shit like yeah. that. You can you can pretty much cut out but right yeah and then i think that's what helps when when i'm high like listening to it is that like it's more cohesive just like because again i'm viewing it in a different state of mind so Mm -hmm. it's a little bit more objective yeah and i'll be like like again while i'm doing it sober i'm like self like i'm monitoring the whole thing Mm -hmm. but if i'm not monitoring it during the video i can be like while I'm listening, just like as a natural listener, I'll be like, "Why would? Where are we, where are we talking about right now?" You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, and then I can cut that out even more so, like in the video form. In the video form. Yeah, okay. and yeah, you you have to do that too. That's why I have the two cameras now too. Because you can you can jump POVs. almost seamlessly cut. Yeah, it. yeah. Or not POV, but not perspectives. POV. <laughs> whatever. Well, yeah, but like almost seamlessly. Like <clears throat> if I were doing it, I used to do it just from one and. What I would have to do is like zoom in on a person and then mm. zoom in on the other one. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of work instead of just right. switching just to the other jumping angle. Jumping back and forth. Yeah. Uh, right. But if you do it, say, like you're just trying to get one angle mm-hmm. uh, and then something fucks up and you only have the one camera. Yeah. And you're not trying to like completely zoom in on another person because the other one's still talking. Like you're still talking. You're in the middle of a you know, a sentence. Right. It's like, then you like, what you can just notice the cut, like in the middle of it. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I see what you're saying. It's not as clean. It's you know as, what I mean? Not as clean. Yeah. All yeah. right. Question then. So uh, just like on, on, along the lines of like podcasting, like what is it like when you like tell someone that you like, you do a podcast? Do you like, cause I know like for some people, that like because there's like the common like th- thought of it's like oh, everyone has a podcast or like yeah. whatever where yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you know and like people might like roll their eyes or whatever but like right. you've taken you know you've been doing it for a while you've like perfected kind of like how you like how you like it to go you've now added the video element with like the multiple camera angles and like the different cuts and like you play around with the editing a lot more and it's like it's like a lot more refined than just like you know, sitting down and, like, recording. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like, Dude, this is what happens. When you get on the other side, this becomes an interview on me, too. Yeah. <laughs> it just works that way. It's crazy. But I get what you're saying. Uh, because, yeah, it is kind of embarrassing to be, like... Well, I don't think it's, like, necessarily <laughs> embarrassing. But, like, I'm just saying it from, like, the lens of, like, you know... I don't like when people ask, like, well, like when I have to explain, like, what I do. And I'm like, all right, well, I have a clothing brand. And it's, like, that's another thing that, like everyone kind of does and it's like i haven't met many people i guess i'm not in that realm as much as you but i think that that also might be the case is like that's the the realm i come from so then like i hate kind of having to talk about it whereas like you coming from like a comedy and kind of like acting background there's probably more people doing podcasts for sure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you run into a lot of people who do like the same thing well yeah no so i i definitely agree it depends on like what like what stage of the relationship I'm at with a person. So it's like, I'm not going to come out if I've met you for the first time. Oh, like, I have a podcast. I, yo, I, I have a podcast. Yeah. Unless it like naturally comes up. It's right. Like, and I've actually like, like on first dates or whatever, like kind of tip tapped around it like uh, a little bit. Oh, for sure. Cause like a, a relevant thing will come up and I'm like, Oh, I actually just talked to this guy who, about this, who brought this up. Yeah. And like, this is what I learned from that mm. type of thing. But, um, but yeah, like I definitely like when talking to people who, I know a little bit better and I feel a little bit more comfortable sharing. It, it is definitely like a whole thing. Cause 
I mean, there's also people that you meet that you just initially find interesting, and it's like they would be a cool guest to have. But it's right. like, how do I just meet you and be like, hey, you wouldn't want to? You want to be go. interviewed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And some no, people love fair. it. Some people hate it too. Right. Um, but I think it goes along the lines of what you said. Is like the fact that I've been doing it so long, mm-hmm. and I'm like, because. I hate to say it, but the thing, like, I'm not trying to put anybody down. If you want to start a podcast and do a podcast, do it. But it's don't, not about don't do it. There's do so it. many. Okay, you're, Stop. You're allowed to we say need that. lawyers. We need doctors. <laughs> what are you guys doing? All right, come on. Yeah, seriously, we don't need any. Don't start a clothing brand either. No, I probably playing. shouldn't even be doing this, but <laughs> but like the point is, no, like, I I I think you should. You enjoy. It. I mean, like again, like yeah start it whatever like mm-hmm. do your passions well like, so like the point that i'm trying it. to make is like at this point it's like when i hear somebody like i roll my eyes when somebody says they have a podcast right i roll my eyes when someone's like oh well, i like i have a clothing brand i'm just like everybody and their mom like yeah, yeah because it's like but like how how many episodes do you have right what's the quality do you have an actual substance to it mm-hmm. those sort of things like I'll, i'm always like right like, or is it just you and the bros being like, well, uh, what is the best hot dog topping? Yeah, or like, yeah, 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 what's yeah. the goaded condiment? Mm-hmm. It's like, Bro, I don't who, who the fuck cares? Yeah, nobody like, cares. Uh, no one cares. Nobody cares about it. So that's my uh, advice. If you're going to start a podcast, do it on something you care about. Do it something yeah. <laughs> that you're passionate about. But like I said, I've been doing mine so long that I do feel more comfortable in the fact that I say I have a podcast, and like, oh, you have a podcast. I'm like, yeah, but it's like I've been doing it since 2019 now for years, and it's been you know pretty consistent mm-hmm. to the point where like I I know that it's good. Yeah, you know? like it's good. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And I think before, if you would have asked me, you know, when I was on episode like 63, which now seems like a while ago, I still would have been like, eh, you know, I it's all right. Yeah, no, I, I mean that makes sense. I think yeah, with with the with time and and the hours put into it, yeah, like it makes sense. The more confident you know mm-hmm. you're going to become with it, yeah, and, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just was just kind of curious because it's like when I want to talk about podcasting, dude. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about podcasting. <laughs> we had a whole different conversation, but uh, I mean, podcasting is interesting too because. It's also something that, like, like you said, I mean, anybody can do. But anybody it, can do it. But it takes, you know, like some something to right. make it, like, have those qualities that we said make it for a good podcast. You exactly. know what I mean? That makes it break through all the noise. Yeah. So, um, like, the thing for me that has always been kind of a big conflict because podcasting can be easy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, am the is the fact that I do it is that enough to fulfill my creative urge or is that enough to say like okay i got nothing else done this month but i did release two episodes is that enough Mm. you know what i mean yeah and sometimes i lean towards no because it's like i literally just had a conversation and then put it out right you know what i mean but then sometimes i'll lean towards like well you know i i had four this month Mm -hmm. and that's like a good number for you know one each week Mm -hmm. and one of them i learned a lot the other one like Maybe it wasn't the best episode, but like recording it was so much fun. You yeah, know what I mean? we had a great right. time. You had a good time. So. Yeah, like talk to cool people. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah, so it, you know, it definitely depends uh, on that. So, do you, with your business, you, so what is the metrics for you when somebody says that they have like a fashion? You know, it's like, is it always you roll your eyes and then at um, what points do you? What point do you give it to them? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I definitely am someone who like I will skirt around what i do like the entire time like because it's just like i don't know i think partially <laughs> it's because like and like i think it's good to have this like self-awareness because it's like this is something that like maybe you could even say is like a weakness and something i need to work on it's like i'm not really good at pitching myself like really? and i think that just comes from like a you know it could come from a like a place of like I guess you could say like low self-esteem and I wouldn't say like I have low self-esteem anymore, mm. but like, I, like, I don't know. Like I, I think because like I'm so like self-aware and I overthink everything. And so that like pitching myself or like pitching what I do, like my, I'm always like, this just sounds thirsty or this just sounds like, you know, like boastful mm. or it's like, I, I don't know. And I'm just like constantly like, don't want to be like that person. And it so is like a strange position, like, and, and it's not necessarily like, this is what I think about the entertainment industry. And it sounds like it relates is just like, 
when you say that you're in the entertainment industry or, you know, like I think just create because like cre- a creative, creative industry, industry yeah. yeah, then like you almost have to like prove that what you do is as valuable as somebody who says they're like a financial advisor or somebody who's like, you know, like, I yeah, that or even just or like, I think like it proves that it's valuable within this, this space that's so cluttered and right. like, so there's so many people that want to do it because yeah. like, everyone's creative and like like yeah everyone everyone, should, yeah, everyone, everyone should have the opportunity to create and like do something i think at a baseline like human we are creative beings and so like i think everyone should tap into that but like you know obviously there are people who are better at it than others and i think like from my perspective at least like within being a creative it's like i'm i don't know i'm constantly like measuring myself against people that like I look up to you or like, right. and I think too, it like maybe it also comes from like, I'm constantly like, maybe not like not like, I was going to say like, I'm constantly not satisfied, but like, I'm constantly like, what's next? Like, Oh, I could do this better. Like I want to do the next thing. And mm-hmm. so like, when I'm then talking about like what I do, I'm thinking about well, where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And so like, when I'm talking about what I'm currently doing, I, I almost like devalue it in my head. Cause I'm like, well, this isn't, yeah, this is what I'm currently doing, but I want to be doing this. Yeah. And it's like, but I need to like be able to appreciate like what I'm currently, well, and the way what I'm currently done it, and what I'm doing. I don't know. Like, well, the way that you said it too is like you say you're constantly comparing yourself to people who are doing the same thing that you look up to. Whereas yeah. I think you should be constantly comparing yourself to people who do the same thing. Who are below me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Fuck. Yeah, no. But I mean, but but it's real. You know what I mean? It's like you should put yourself like at the center of it like, because we're narcissistic human beings. But, you know, put yourself at the center of like where you actually are, like realistically. You know yes, what I mean? Realistic expectations. Yeah. And I think that also is going to change over time too because like as you get older, I was just thinking about this too because like, you know, I had mentioned that maybe – for me, at least when I hear somebody say in a more like business oriented field, it's just like, okay, that's what they do. And you're able to kind of just accept that and move on. But I imagine when you get right. older or like, or if you're in that industry, you're like, okay, where are you at in this industry mm-hmm. as well? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. Like mm-hmm. if we got all the finance bros together, like they probably like Start have their own little higher. Yeah. A literal, <laughs> literal dick measuring contest. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they probably, yeah, have their little hierarchy of like where they're at in their careers and this, this and that. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Whereas like, yeah, when someone tells me like, yeah, I work for Nationwide, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Like, oh, okay. So I need to not continue this conversation (laughs) any farther right now. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Oh, I don't want to be friends with you because you work at Nationwide. (laughs) um, But to like, to go back to kind of what you asked, it's like, okay, when someone says like, when I'm talking to someone and they say that like, oh, I have a fashion brand i guess like like what am i like i guess like my first thought is like okay yeah like everybody does or like that's cool or like i don't know i guess like this is kind of this is interesting to kind of think about because i've i've i'm i'm aware of this process that kind of goes on in my head but i guess i've never like articulated it oh uh, damn at my at my studio i have little uh cannons that i'll shoot there we go Um, we got it though (laughs) uh but I've never, like, I guess, yeah, talked about it out loud. Um, I guess I, I do immediately come from a place of judgment, which is maybe then why I'm scared to talk about it. Because mm. I, when someone talks about it to me, I'm immediately being judgmental. So I then project that and assume other people are immediately going to be, like, judgmental of me when I'm talking about it. Right. That's an interesting thing to ponder. But um, But is that, I mean... I don't think that's inherently bad, though. You know what I mean? Because especially within our industries, there is a clutter. So it's like there is room for judgment because the, if you're not cutthroat in some aspects, then, you know, then, you know, then it becomes overly cluttered and your own thing that you're doing becomes devalued because somebody who thinks that they can do it is bullshitting you and like makes it gives it a face to uh, that, you know, may not necessarily represent what you think what you're doing represents. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, like, to kind of, like, to hone in on, like, devaluing it, it's, like, you know, it. it's hard, it, I don't know, because I guess I'm, like, kind of now, like, getting into my hater bag, which is something that, like, I've kind of been actively, like, trying <laughs> to, to, like, stay out to stay out of, <laughs> yeah. and, like, this new spiritual journey that I'm on, but, like, right. you know, because, like, 
there's the argument to be had, okay, within the space that I started in, which is like reworking clothing, is like, stop. We all need to stop. Like, because <laughs> it's like, there, we don't need, like, we don't need all of this. Like, it doesn't all need to be done. Mm-hmm. And because, like, it's bad. Like a lot of it is bad, like objectively, Mm. like it's just bad. And, but I, you know, I have the self-awareness of like, I can look back at some of the early stuff we did for creamy and I'm like, this is objectively bad. And like where I'm at now, it's objectively, you know, it's good. I mean, I'm allowed to say that it's good. I've been able to be successful off of it and like build an audience. Like it's good. And, but like I had to do, I had to the fail and do the bad stuff to learn to where I'm at. Wow. So like the people that are out there, where I'm looking at it and I'm like, this is trash. Yeah, and you're judging. Okay, you. and I'm judging. All right, well, fucking like get three back. years from then, they might be doing something that's sick. And so like, yeah. But and I think that's kind of what I had talked about with the podcast is like the consistency. It's like when somebody tells me they are starting or doing a podcast. It's like, all right, let me talk to you in a year mm-hmm. to see if you're still doing it. You know what right, I mean? Right, Because then it might be good. You then know it might be I mean? good. And it's not to say that you're st- – like, you might start out great, but I personally am not going to, like – you know, unless you are, like, really a good s- selling me on it, it's like I'm not going to venture into that and, like, look into what you're doing at all. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, to me, it's more about the consistency and the growth. Yeah. And that's where the value to me comes in. Right. That, that's def- Yeah, like that's what I want to see. Or like I want to see something original, mm-hmm. I think, as well. In that kind of like, you know, when you're talking about like, all right, well, what's the focus of the podcast? Like what, you know, what's what's the original flavor that you're bringing to it? Like for me, it's like if we're talking about like reworking clothing or just like fashion in general, it's like what is like where's the original spin that you're putting on this? So like within the reworking clothing, like I don't want to see another fucking tapestry hoodie. Yeah. Like I don't like (laughs) stop. Stop. Like it's not original. Stop it. Get some help. Well, the thing about that is that I feel like when you start, unless, like I said, this kind of goes back to like making your voice clear. Right. As I think it does take work to kind of chip out. Like when I started this, I really had no idea what the top. Honestly, I still have no idea what it's like a variety show at this point. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, and, like, that's just the best way I can put it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I feel like I've kind of n- nailed that down at yeah. least. So I think over consist- like over time, like, you take, you know, when you start something, you're taking all these ideas and thoughts that you've gotten from other people. So say you inspired somebody. And you right. see that they try to do their own thing with, like, a little bit of, like, their spin or even, like, they they do your thing and then another Blatantly ripping it off. No, I'm just <laughs> But they do, like, take two different ideas and kind of combine them they're still not their original idea you know what i mean but then over time they might start to understand what they're actually adding to that element Mm -hmm. or like get bored with like one of the things that they're adding to it and like try to add in a new flavor yeah that's sort of yeah the uh, creative process yeah 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 so i don't know i mean i i i guess like when someone Again, like when someone tells me that they are like have a clothing brand or whatever, like I want to see, like, is it original? Like, what is? Yeah, I don't know. Like, like, how's it? How are you presenting it? What's the angle? Like, what? Like, how is this existing in the in the marketplace? Like, mm-hmm. what? You know, where's it going? Like, I think it's just like I don't know. It's just an oversaturated market. It's hard to create something to stand out. Was there a point for you when you felt like you had kind of figured it out? Yeah, I think when we started doing the Oliver Airbrush hoodies, it was like... The Airbrush? Yeah. That was like the big thing? Yeah, but specifically like the all over, like fully covering it in like, you know, this very illustrative kind of like coloring book-esque, like sketchbook-esque, like designs and style. Like it was totally different. Like... there are, you know, obviously garments that have existed for a while that, you know, are hand-drawn all over and things like that. But the way we were doing it, like, no one had ever done it before. In mm. my, like, I had never seen it in the way we were doing it. So, like, that was, like, new. Right. And that's, I think, why we then got some attraction because it was like, oh, this is this – is... it's not new in a sense because we're taking old ideas and turning it, you know, 
changing them a bit, you know, right. adding our own flavor in or whatever. But um, I think that's kind of when we knew that it was obviously we were kind of onto something different. Um, hmm. And I think then like just kind of through that process, you know, all right, like, you know, kind of like learning like what our strengths were. Like I'm really good at like, in a sense, taking like a pre-existing idea and like putting my own spin on it in a completely, you know, new way, but it's still pulling from like maybe these nostalgic reference points or like these like familiar reference points so that like it's easily approachable and you like it, but it's also like new. Mm. For example, like, you know, like when we used to do like a lot of like rework college pieces and I would like rework like a college mascot in like my own kind of like just design design style yeah right. like it's something crazy and then but like people really fucked with that because it's like you know it was you know if you went to that school it's familiar and like you like all these little references because maybe i'm like doing like a building on campus but i'm doing it slightly different or i'm adding like this extra element in and like here's the mascot and like here's maybe something else from like the school that's like is like well known but like slightly different and you're like this resonates with me. I don't know if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I've always wondered, is there, like, a copyright issue with any of that stuff? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But, oh, like, shit. we're not doing it, like, on a mass scale. Yeah. So, like... But, but that's kind of... Well, that, I mean, that's just, like, kind of the gray space of, like, streetwear and art in general. Oh, true. Is, like, what is... Public you know, domain. What, yeah, what public domain things are, like, what, you know, like... I mean, there's, like, within streetwear, there's the logo flip, which is, like taking a pre-existing logo and, you know, flipping it into your brand's logo. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, recently, like, we did some patches, and it's literally just the fucking Dickies logo. Yeah. But instead of saying Dickies, it says Creamy Studios, and then instead of the horseshoe making a D, it's making a C. Oh, that's fun. You know, and, yeah. uh, like, at the end of the like day, parody. it's... a parody. Yeah, it's, it's like a parody. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it's... I'm just taking something and, like, that in a very easy sense of like taking something and just like easily just like flipping it right minimal effort whereas like taking like a, a school mascot and flipping it is a little bit more effort because i'm like i'm doing it in my own like in a sense like cartoon style mm, um, yeah but well, so like i don't know i feel like i've kind of lost a point no but, no i mean so like the way that i'm thinking about it is like within like i'm trying to relate within like the podcasting realm because like personally i still don't think i'm doing anything special yeah. you know what i mean but the thing that i am doing that i don't necessarily know if other people are doing like so if you look at it from an outside perspective like the, the show isn't different from any other shows but like looking at it from my perspective it's like all of these people that I've known over the course of these last, you know, five years, five, six years, basically. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know any other, I, I guess podcasters do that. They just have like their friends and everything. But like, I've made like an effort to get like different. Yeah. I think you make an effort and, to get different people. I think yeah. you make an effort to give a platform to people that maybe wouldn't normally have it. Right. And like, you're bringing on a bunch of different perspectives and yeah, I don't know. I think what, what you do really well is interviewing people that might not normally get that chance right yeah. and like asking them you know what their opinion is on something or their their process a creative process or like i don't know i think you've kind of built a specific lane like with that which like i think is cool because i don't think you like i think you're kind of down to talk to whoever <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> and that's sick because yeah. like there's so many people and like you know that well obviously there's so many people uh, yeah, no, but like you can get it like yeah obviously you could interview fucking so and so who's done this this and that and like yeah they're probably gonna have some really cool ideas but like you interview some guy who owns a pest control company and yeah. like you know you might think like nothing on the surface but then you listen to the interview and you're like oh wow he's like this is actually some really cool insight from just some guy who's just a guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a good point. It, it's more like giving a voice to like the everyday. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. Everyday yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's not like on the street with like a phone and you're like a TikTok <laughs> kid. Yeah. It's know? like actually kind of a relationship is like, uh, there's like a foundational relationship that's there. And then I don't know. That's what like, I feel like my job as a podcast host is to make anybody feel comfortable you know, opening up and expressing, you know, how they feel about what they do. You yeah, know? crying on mic. 
Huh? Crying on crying mic. on mic, dude. That's always that's always my goal is try to get people to cry on mic. I actually came close uh, with the last one with Ben Staub that I just put out. We were talking about like, the the peanuts, the peanuts comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Because we were just talking about it's like gets very melancholic, and we were just talking about what it would be like to like lose our parents and shit like that. And it was like, <laughs> don't take anything for granted, mm. and don't take this sh- people you love for granted. And like, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> We got there. Heavy, heavy. Yeah, it got real heavy. We got there, dude. That's my goal, man. Damn. <laughs> hey, respect. Um, <laughs> well, the only reason I, 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 it's always been about capturing a moment for me, which I didn't fully comprehend until I saw this movie, um, Babylon. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It, uh, but is it the one that recently came out? Yeah, where it was year. like a, a Hollywood montage. Yeah, you didn't like it? I didn't watch that shit. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, see, I'm into the film. No, I can't. Thing. I can't judge it. I just haven't seen it. Yeah, no, it's all right. But it's there's got like half an avatar in it. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it does. There is an avatar scene. I forgot about that. Uh, why at the end because it's like it does this like thing at the end where it's like a montage of like the um, the film industry over the course of like since it's been around basically since it's existed it's just Hollywood jacking off Hollywood yeah pretty much Um, which I'm down with you know what I mean big circle they're already doing it anyways yeah fuck it I mean (laughs) but there's like a point where they're it's like in the the, you know in the 20s and it's like the roaring 20s and they're out like filming silent films and they're in this big like desert filming everything because Mm -hmm. there's no sound so it's like you can do everything right next to each other and as long as it's not in the shot it's there so it's just like a big desert full of multiple scenes happening at one time and Mm. there's a point where like the, it's like coming close to the end of the day. They can only sh- shoot during the day outside. The sun is about to go down and they need to get this one shot for this film. And it's like the point where like, it, it's like a, you know, a guy like embracing a girl as the sun is like, you know, kind of setting in the distance or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they can't find, you know, it's like Brad Pitt is like the main actor, of course, but they can't find him, And everybody's like running around and like things are just going wrong all over the place. Everybody's nervous. Like emotions are high. Anxiety is high. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, oh, we're not going to get it. We're going to fuck this whole thing up. We're going to lose, you know, thousands of millions, hundreds, whatever yeah. dollars. And then finally they find him. He's hungover as fuck. They like shake him. They wake him up. They like throw him in the scene. Mm-hmm. He's like, they put him in a gown. They kind of like clean him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's like right at the last moment as the sun is setting, mm-hmm. they're like, action, just like go. And they like capture it. And he like grabs her and they like kiss. And the sun goes down. And it's the moment all the anxiety goes away as the sun recedes. It's the most beautiful scene you've ever seen. The sun goes down. They go, cut. Brad Pitt throws up and everyone goes, yeah. Nice. And like yells, okay, dude. Okay. That's a real moment. No spoilers. Yeah, well, that's literally happens in the first twenty minutes. So it's oh, like, yeah, no, but like that's like a moment outside of what the moment you were supposed to artificially create mm-hmm. with the film. That mm-hmm. was a real moment that you had outside of even, like a artificial manipulation. You know what I mean? Like that was a real thing that happened. So it's like that's kind of always been my goal to, with the podcast. With the podcast to, is to moments, capture like capture a, moments like that. A real moment within like a. A conversation that you like dig into some emotional honesty and it like just feels real and you got yeah that, you know what I mean? okay I, I think that's what like all art is kind of about you know what i mean in a way like capturing a feeling right so yeah or avoiding it or avoiding it. <laughs> yeah i think <laughs> it depends what do you um mean? maybe like you're avoiding processing it mentally so you're going to process it through some sort of art form so like in a sense you're processing it but i'd also argue like you're avoiding it because yeah. you're... Are you speaking from personal experience? Here? I might be. <laughs> um, That's fair. I think for the... Yeah, art is kind of... Yeah, processing those kind of emotional experiences or capturing them. Processing um, or capturing. I guess that makes sense. I mean, art Processing, is- capture... I, 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 yeah, I guess it all has to do with some sort of a, a emotion. Um, that'd be kind of like an interesting study on like an artist's emotional relationship with their art like i wonder if there's anyone out there who's just like you know like a sociopath or whatever the word is where they don't feel emotions but yet they're making like some banger art pieces and it's like okay well then clearly there's no emotion attached to this so then where is where is it coming where is it coming from yeah i don't know i mean that's kind of the big question too because like and now we get to the spiritual part of this podcast. 
called The Kindergarten Teacher, and it's about this woman who has spent her life... A like, kindergarten teacher. It's the name of the movie. Yeah, she's, but she's a, a kindergarten she teacher. She is, in fact, a kindergarten teacher. And uh, it's uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, in case you're wondering, but... Babe. Yeah. Uh, she is, like, this woman who teaches, like, you know, kindergarten. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but she's, like, her whole life wanted to, like, pursue... She's, like, in a poetry class. And, like, she's just very dry and, like, nobody really... Like, it seems like she's trying too hard to, mm-hmm. like, be an artist or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's just, like, a kid in her class that will, like, say something. Okay. And she'll just, like, what did you just say? And, like, that was beautiful. Like, mm. and so it's, like, an unfiltered, like... And he hasn't, like, experienced emotional depth like we have. So mm-hmm. it's, like, where, where is that coming from? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I th- that's, a, that's an interesting point. Because, like, I feel like kids, you can capture moments like that from a kid where it's True, like yeah they haven't obviously their life experience is really short but they'll say this really profound thing where it's just kind of like oh shit like and in a sense it's probably like they might not even fully understand what they yeah just exactly said, which makes like, it all the or maybe more... they do they well i don't know they they said it so clearly they understand it in some sense but like right they don't have the 26 plus years of experience that like I would have had to then hear them make that statement and be like, Oh wow. Like, so we're kind of maybe, you know, me and this five-year-old are approaching this same statement from these two different angles. But like, I don't know. Yeah. I I have, I mean like kids are fascinating. I've like, I mean, that's why I wanted to be education major for a while. And then, realize that you don't make any money um well i think kids are fascinating in the sense is because i was talking about this last night actually that like as an adult it's almost a spiritual journey to try to return to childlike innocence you know what i mean or like perspective in a way yeah yes yeah or like that just made me think to build off of that kind of like with the spiritual journey that I've kind of been on. So like, I've kind of been like trying to understand like what grief is and kind of like working through grief and how like, it's kind of a constant process and we're all kind of going through different stages of grief, like constantly, it's kind of like the human condition and like in a certain aspect, we're all grieving our loss of innocence. Like that moment from like when you shift from being like a kid to kind of like, in a sense, like, not super self-aware, like, you don't really know what shame is yet, and, like, all this, this, and that, and then the shift from that innocence to, like, being more self-aware, feeling shame, feeling embarrassment, like, having all these heavier feelings, like, and realizing that, like, the world is really heavy at times, and, like, doesn't make sense, and, like, there's a lot of pain, and, like, you know, there's gonna be a lot to deal with, and, like, Obviously, the world's beautiful, and there's a lot of love, and blah, 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 you know, two sides of the same coin. But like, mm. we are all essentially trying to process that grief, that and grief. so like, that's why we lean into like drugs and alcohol. That's why we like mm. lean into like you know any addiction. vices, addiction, any basically. addiction, right. like because we're you know we all experience that loss of innocence differently. So everyone's process of grief is going to be different but like that is in a sense kind of like what we're all going through and i think that's then like why we search for like religion or we search for like some sort of spiritual meaning because like damn that makes sense because like religion part of religion is about like especially within christianity like baptizing yourself so you're like born anew yeah born anew um into like a new innocence (laughs) <laughs> yeah in a way yeah or, or saved yeah um yeah i don't know uh well i could like go on a whole tangent about all that stuff now can we um yeah we can let I me hold to. on my friend jared to not to like text on the pod you piece um, of human garbage shave your fucking beard you i do need to shave my beard he God says he wants damn. me to call it can i make a phone call on the pod have you Jesus ever had that happen before fuck. No, I mean, we were talking about, you know, loss of innocence and grief and then, like, why we, like, lean into, like, religion and, like, spirituality or, like, addiction. Um, And I think that, I don't know, like, when I read that, it was kind of like an epiphany for me because I was just like, 
damn, yeah, that is kind of like, at least for myself, this is, this is how I'm feeling. I think, or like, so then the other, the other part of that was like, that's why a lot of us feel depression and anxiety is because like, when you're a kid, there's a certain Mm -hmm. point where like, I mean, obviously some kids suffer with depression and anxiety early on in childhood. I Mm -hmm. mean, I was someone who, who did, I can kind of like remember there being some sort of like switch during early childhood where like I suddenly felt really heavy and sad all the time. And I was just like, I don't understand why. And so like there was some clearly like, not like something traumatic happened, not that I remember, but like there was some sort of loss of innocence there. Right. And I think that like you kind of just like wake up to like the world and you're just like, oh fuck, like this is this shit crazy. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um right. and so and then, you know, depression and anxiety then can come with like a, a, you know, addiction or like substance abuse or like different vices or like you turn into spirituality or like you get really nihilistic or like um and you need something to fill that yeah to kind of like make you not to 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 process that grief because like so the grief process is like you know let me see if i can remember it properly it's like well there's denial there's anger denial acceptance or Or bargaining anger there's bargaining there's bargaining anger denial depression acceptance yeah. i think is those are the stages Sounds and right. and if you don't process them all you'll like backslide so like you know i went through an experience kind of like this summer where like i was having to process with grief and so like in the beginning i was like in denial and like right when it all kind of happened i also was incredibly busy like traveling at the same time so like i didn't really have to process anything and so like I kind of got to live in the deny, like, and it all, it's not like it happens in different stages, like, it all kind of, you know, happens at the same time, and, like, whatever, like, right. so, like, you know, I was denying, and I was really angry at myself for, like, what I had done, mm-hmm. and then, like, so I was, like, bargaining, and then, or denial, and then I was angry about it, right. you know, and then I got to this phase where I was, like, I was bargaining a ton, you know, and I would kind of get stuck in the bargaining, and if you get stuck in bargaining, then I would you know, you go back to denying it again, oh, and then you get right. angry yeah, again, yeah, and then you yeah, start yeah. to bargain. Sure. And, like, if you don't then let go of the bargaining and kind of just allow yourself to be depressed, depressed about it, right. you're going to, like, continue to kind of cycle through those, and, that, like, that's what I was doing. And then, like, finally, I just kind of, like, you know, through my own process of, like, journaling and kind of reading was, like, okay, like, I'm, I'm not going to bargain with this anymore. Like, I can't change what happened. Like, I I did what I did. Things happened the way they happened. And, like, I have to be sad about it now. Yeah. I'm, I can be sad about it, you sure. know? And I was sad about it throughout the whole time. But, like, I was, like... It was, like, under those layers. It was under those layers. And, like, in a way to kind of get past, like, the denial, anger, and bargaining, you have to forgive yourself. Right. And that was, like, a really hard process. Which, again, is part of the acceptance stage, which is underneath all of those Which is layers. underneath all of that as well. Right, Yeah, right. and then finally you get to, like, just, like, accepting it. Mm. And, like, that is then when you, uh, at least for myself, I really felt, like, the self-compassion and the self-forgiveness. Because, like, in a sense, like, I was able to take a step back and, like, look at the person that I was who made all these decisions that kind of led to where I was at and, like, okay, that's not me. Like, mm-hmm. that is not me. Like, right. that was me. But, like, I am not that person anymore. Because, like, in a sense, like, you can wake up one day. You, every day, you can wake up and make that decision to be like, that's not me anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, obviously, if you, like, well, and it, that's kind of the power of, of self-forgiveness. And yeah. Like, well, kind of relating it back to, like, being a child, right? When the loss of innocence happens, you start to build up these shields and these layers. Yeah. And so then there's, like, you know, layers within layers. And it seems like at certain points you can kind of shed, like, that uh, that that unhealthier layer or, like, that um, denial, right? You kind of get down back mm-hmm. to a little bit more of an innocence again mm-hmm. to like be able to f- forgive yourself because when you're a child and something bad happens, it's just like, oh, I'm a kid. Like that just happens sometimes. Right. You know what I mean? Well, and that's what like we are. We're like humans. So it's like you, if you fuck up, it's going to happen. 
And it's like you can't let these shields say that of like you know uh, self confidence or like saying you know thinking that you've built this life, thinking you've built yourself up to this point. Mm-hmm. You still have to like remember that underneath all that is this kid who fucks up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just you make mistakes and like you know you just <laughs> as fucking basic as it is, you learn from it and you move forward. Yeah, like, well, cliches like are cliches for a reason. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunate. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, unfortunately, but also like. Fortunately. Fortunately, yeah. <laughs> because and, we know. <laughs> right. And something I wanted to like kind of like get to is like with like the self-forgiveness part is like when I finally like was like, okay, that's not that's not me anymore. Like that was that's not me anymore. Cause right. like you know, I'd wake up a lot of mornings and be like, I can't fucking stand myself. Right. And it's like we'll pause for a second. That's a really weird sentence. I can't stand myself. Mm. You're referring to yourself twice there. Mm. I, me, and then I can't stand myself. Well, yeah. So, like, okay, well, like. It's like three. There's me. Yeah. And there, like, there's this version that I can't stand. So then why am I continuing to be this person that I can't stand? Yeah. Like, I have the choice to not do that anymore. Yeah, right. Like. It's this weird, like, we we create this kind of split where it's like, no, there's just one version of you. Mm. And, like, <laughs> we can now, like, I mean, you can talk, like, more kind of, like, spirituality stuff. In a sense, it's, like, kind of religious stuff, but not in, like, the connotation that I think we all put, like, religion in. But, like, okay, like, I grew up super Christian and, like, you're you're taught in the bible there's this the phrase i am is repeated over and over and over and over and over again Mm. and like growing up like i didn't really think about that and like there's a story in the old testament where like moses looks at the burning bush and he asks in the burning bush is like god and he asks like the burning bush you know who are you and the burning bush just says i am oh and it's like that it's like Essentially, this is, and and I'm not super versed in like other religions, but I would be certain that this pop, this kind of like concept pops up in those as well. But it's like, that's all there is. You are. That's it. Right. Like, I am. I'm just a being. I'm here. You know? And then like, we layer everything else on top of it. I am Steven because like, that's the name I was given. And then, I'm Steven, and then all of these things that I think about myself because all everything I've done in the past mm. makes that up. Right. But, like, what is kind of crazy is that, like, the past doesn't exist. It literally it doesn't literally exist. Does it not. literally doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. It's not real. No. Like, and neither does the future. Right. All that exists is... Is I am. Is I am right now. Right. I am right now. Sure. In this moment. Yeah. And that was, like... I just like wish I I wish I had been taught that early on that mm-hmm. like that's kind of like what is being said here within within like religion, Christianity, Christianity and like yeah um but and that is what they, helped me yeah. be able to like have self forgiveness and then recognize that like well, we also put all these labels on ourselves so like I forever have been like well I'm depressed like I'm a depressed person yeah and you've it's been like rela- you've been identifying I, with that I'm identifying with, with that, that label that with you that put label on your own that self. I'm putting on myself yeah 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 I might feel depressed at times sure but when you continue to say I am depressed you are then reinforcing that yeah. in your head right right whereas like and so this kind of then gets into like you know when people talk about the power of positive thinking mm. where it's like if you wake up every morning and you think like and it's like, I'm the best. You're right, like, I'm the shit. You will eventually believe that. Dude. Because yeah. that's what you're telling yourself all the time. And, like, in a sense, like, your words and your internal dialogue is, like, computer programming. You're, you're programming your brain constantly. Right. And so, like, if you're continuously feeding it all this negative chatter you're gonna get a virus yeah and you're gonna operate at a lower level you know what's so funny is uh i think it, i actually must have said it on like one of the first 10 15 episodes of this mm-hmm. but it was like when i was super depressed and it was like one thing that i kept is like i'm a piece of shit or like i feel like shit and the way that i've learned to get out of that is like you know what 
I'm the shit. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. You say that I'm the shit and, and like to combat that. Yeah. Then it's like, yeah, I am the shit and whatever. The, you know what I mean? It's like right. the whole fucking thing is like reinforcing, you know, it's like, yeah, you, you can choose every single day to wake up and be a different person if you wanted to. That's what's great. Why I was, you know, we don't have to get into it, but why I was like kind of depressed within, you know, college and school and like a structure that I felt like I, I had to go through mm-hmm. because there was no freedom of choice a lot of the time within that. Right. And there was more than I gave myself. You know, there is more freedom in college than I actually gave myself. Don't get me wrong. But um, even now, especially, is like you could literally wake up any day and say, oh, I want to be a financial advisor or I want to be an artist right now. You know, it's like I want to be – and it doesn't even have to be for your the rest of your life. It could be for just that day. Yeah. I'm a hiker today. I hate hiking. But you know what? Today, I'm going to be a hiker. Uh, you know right. <laughs> today, I'm an adult baby. I'm going to wear a diaper and <laughs> sit on the couch and shit myself. I don't have any money. Yeah. I, like, um, <laughs> no, but right. Uh, it's – you – you are what you tell yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so like you saying like in college, you're like telling yourself like I'm a piece of shit or like whatever. Like, you know, for a really long time, like I was like, I'm a bad person, which mm-hmm. is like kind of crazy because I don't think any of anyone I know would be like, yeah, you, you're you a bad person. <laughs> right. But that's, I felt that internally wow. because of just like uh, an insane guilt complex, like I don't know, or like the amount of weight that you put behind decisions that you felt decisions were bad. that I yeah, or like mistakes that I had made, and like I really struggled with self compassion and forgiveness, and so right. like, and I think that's also something that kind of came from like this religious upbringing of like you know like sin and like you know like within the Bible, there's so many things that you're taught, but like, okay, for me, like my brain skews negative. Like I'm going to pick up all the negative stuff. And so like when I'm being taught, like people are innately bad and they're sinful and like you have to be forgiven and like you have to ask God for forgiveness and like da 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 and like all this the shit. It just, guilt. it just, yeah, in a sense. And it just builds this crazy guilt complex that then like I just carried with everything. Right. And like it just... It became a lot. And then, like, okay, kind of going back to, like, you know, whatever you're telling yourself in your head, you that, like, you are, in a sense, like, what you think. And so, like, I was constantly thinking, like, I'm a bad person. I then was doing stuff to fulfill that narrative mm. because that made sense to it me. It just made sense, yeah. And, like, if, in a sense, like, there's no reason for me to feel this way. But like, and I know I'm not a bad person. Like, I know I like I knew I wasn't. But like, just kind of this weird. I don't know. This this weird contradiction that was kind of going on in my head. And I think like my substance abuse problem was was creating a lot of confusion, and I wasn't able to think clearly about any of it. But like, um, well, I think the thing with that is that like when you are on some sort of substance, especially weed, it's like easy to have a thought and then not like think the next thought after that. Right. You just get caught up in this like thought tornado or like right. you get caught on this one thought that just like repeats, 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 repeats the loop. Yeah. The loop. Yeah. And yeah. just like for me, it was just like a, I created just like a lot of paranoia and anxiety that like I, I then just couldn't process anything. I couldn't process any of this stuff. Mm. And for me, like I had to quit smoking to be able to really think through any of it and like you know some people have to start smoking to be able to like think about (laughs) this stuff and you know it's it's to each their own right um but throughout this kind of process uh yeah i don't know i i feel much more at peace Mm -hmm. and i'm a lot more clear-minded clear-minded and confident in myself and like that person who i was then i'm like confident to know like I'm never going to be that person again. Right. Because I don't want to. Because you don't want I to. I have a burning desire not to be. Yeah. And, like, I think it's, like, this was, like, an interesting, like, exercise for myself, too. Because, like, you know, there's within the conversations of, like, well, people don't change, you know. Mm. And, like. Yeah, you hear that all the time. You hear that all that's the time. another one you of those hear, things. It's another thing, in my in my personal opinion, to keep people complacent. Yeah. Like, oh, like, you just forget about the person. They're never going to change. And it's, right. like. In a sense, yes, they will never change if they decide not to sure. or if they don't put the effort in. Right. Like, And what I learned kind of through this process for myself and kind of how I had been operating the past, like, arguably, like, I had kind of been on this weird trajectory since, like, 2020. So, like, kind of almost, like, in 2019, four, four, or 
four or five years of like I was unconscious the entire time. Damn. And I think a lot of us walk around unconscious, unconscious yeah, autopilot. because autopilot. We're worried. We're thinking about stuff that happened in the past. We're worrying about stuff in the future. Like we're constantly unconscious. And like how it was broken down to me is like there's unconscious and then there's like deep unconscious. And like you know you can move between the different levels, but like you can really get stuck there. And so I think about that. Then when I hear people say like, "Well, people don't people don't change," and it's like. Right, because they're unconscious. Yeah. If you decide the un- the to be conscious person doesn't change. Doesn't change. Right. If you decide to become conscious, and like I'm not saying like I'm a super conscious being now and no, like yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's it ebbs and flows. Right, for sure. But I it's think just, yeah, it's a cycle. You you can fall easily back into fall those back easily back into it. But mm-hmm. I think once you kinda have that awakening the awareness, yeah. In the awareness, you suddenly kind of like it's easier for you to get back to it. It's easier to get back to it. Yeah. Right. That's and how I felt. You can then change. Yeah. That's it's like a mental baseline for me has like gone up. Like that, yeah. my mental baseline has just like, and that's so again, it's not to say that I'll never get low again, but I know that I'll never allow myself to get as low as, as I low was. as I was. Right. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like the trickiest part is recognizing when you fall below that line and when you get low because when you're in it you're so enveloping like it's mm-hmm. so like you, you can you can it's unconscious you can be completely it's unaware exactly right yes exactly so it's like you have to take i think i was talking about this last night as well it's like you have to take that's the point of meditation is to view your thoughts right mm-hmm. and so it's literally just like a mental daily check it's like just a constant reminder. It's like, am I conscious today? You know what I mean? Like, am I, am I doing it today? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's am like, I living mindfully. Right. And it's like, even if, so that, that way, like, even if you fall below it, if it's just like a habit of yours, that's, it's establishing a habit to just check. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you don't have that habit, then you're not going to check and you're not going to realize that you're down under and then you're going to get so deep that it's going to be harder and harder for you to get back up. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, shit's crazy. But that's, I mean, that's why, it, like, that's why meditation is so important. And, like, this whole kind of journey I've been on and all these, like, t- different books I've read right. and things that I've, like, listened to, it's, like, that's something that is repeated over and over again is meditation. Well, and I think what is helpful for me, at least, too, if, like, if you can't comprehend the idea of trying to meditate journaling is another way to check it puts an intangible words where you are mentally. where you are mentally at that period yeah it doesn't have to be sitting down and trying to watch your thoughts there's so many different yeah different ways that you can meditate exactly like, but again put yourself in a your conscious body check. yeah it's, a conscious it's just a conscious check is what you need really yeah yeah and um that you know yeah that helps you raise kind of the bar your like mental bar or like whatever it's really just as simple as like being more conscious. Like, okay. So like when I was like really going through it, I would just constantly check myself and be like, why am I ruminating on this past thing that I did? When you ruminate on a past thing that you did, it's your brain kind of trying to tell you that if you ruminate on this long enough, you'll be able to fix it. Then it's like literally not possible. Yeah. So you're just making, you're just creating misery. You're just right. making yourself miserable. You're trying to change the past. You're trying to change the past, which you can't. And then if you think about stuff in the future and you're constantly worrying about it, you're trying to fix a problem yeah. that hasn't happened yet or right. like something that is in the future. And so like that's just creating unhappiness. Dude, so like, and then what are you doing in those moments? You're literally just by checking yourself, you're bringing conscious thought into that moment. Right. And you're breaking that mental loop. And so just like the more you do that over and over and over again, the easier it becomes, the longer those gaps are, and the less you start ruminating on the past and worrying about the future, and you start to just live more present. Mm -hmm. And like that's the goal. And like it's really that simple. Mm -hmm. And for so long, I was searching for like answers on like how to like get out of this headspace that I was in. And I think, like, the most profound things are the most simple. Right. And, like... The cliches. The cliches are, like, the in in a sense, it's, like, not profound at all. Mm -hmm. Like... Yeah, it's, again, one of those things that, like, you have to feel it on an emotional level. It's easy to think logically, oh, every day is a new day. It's easy to just say that and, and like, you know, have that as a passing thought. Mm -hmm. But to really feel it, like, to really comprehend 
the idea of a new day, of a new moment when the moment is gone is an entirely different practice. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. It's it is. It's intriguing. And I, I'm glad that you have been able to go through that and that you've been able to like read into it. And, you know, that's what it's great about today. Like as much shit as we can talk about the time that we're in is there's so many resources for you to become. And that's what I'm saying is like imagine being unconscious in like the 1600s. You know what I mean? It's like you would have no tools. You would have no people talking about it. No ways of getting through that, breaking the barrier. And so it's like nowadays, as much shit as you want to talk about 2023 or 2024 now, you know what I mean? It's you, this, we're here access, use the things that we have today. Yeah, I mean like to it's, help yourself and help everybody become more, everybody in your life, change your life because that's what you're living in. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, the more conscious you become, the more you lift kind of like, the energy and the consciousness around you and other people are going to feel that mm-hmm. and they're going to want to know how you did it. Right. And like, if we're all working on that ourselves, we can all kind of lift each other up. And like, right. like you said, like we all have you, everyone has access to figure this shit out. Right. And it's like, you have to have the will and the want to do it. You have the will and the want to do it. If you decide, if you decide to break through the noise mm-hmm. and it's like, it's crazy because like we all have like our phones and it's like, this is this is the paradox yeah. because it you can, can completely you. escape and stay unconscious mm-hmm. for forever, or you can use this to and break free. Find Alan Wallace, bro. That's how I just threw a phone. Listen, like, like on YouTube, a video, one video changed my entire life. Yeah, <laughs> break out of the fucking matrix. Break out of the matrix, bro. Take that red. P- are we getting into uh, uh, incel culture? Is that what we're doing? Now? Yeah, we are. Hell yeah, yeah no. dude. Hell yeah, bro. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think what what is what's the main takeaway for the kiddos at home? Do a um, conscious check. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Be be a conscious person and. Don't start a podcast. Don't start a podcast. Don't start a clothing brand. Become a doctor. Um, amen. Amen, brother. A woman. Um, <laughs> period, dude. Period. All right. <laughs> I don't even know. Before we Damn. dig ourselves any deeper. <laughs> yeah. I think before, that's a good note to end on. In all reality, like, just the conscious check has been from the, my, like, this conversation right now has been like a reminder for me i've fallen out of meditation and i've been meaning to put it back into my daily life i still journal and everything which does help but i do want to get back to that at least 10 minutes a day just trying to be mindful so it's like i think that's the biggest thing that i'm taking from this as well as of course you know so many other of the like all the details but right i think the biggest takeaway for y'all is to uh you know use use what you have wake the fuck up wake up Alright, again. And uh, 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 join us next time when we get really esoteric. Yeah. <laughs> next time you see us, I'm going to have a beard as long as Steven's. And, and I won't have a beard. <laughs> and we'll talk about some real crazy shit. Holy shit. Alright, All right, Steven, let's do a mic, mic bump. bump. Cool, thanks, man. Appreciate you coming out. We love you guys.